listeners, you're listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Nightmare Junkhead! With Genius McGee and Greg D. I'm Gigi Sal Guerrero from Lucha Gore Productions. <laughs> Gore is love, baby. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that appreciates the subtle differences between a work and a shoot. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we continue our Summer of Slasher series as we don our finest singlets and tag in to talk the upcoming genre mix-up, Powerbomb. But before we get in that, let me remind you we're part of the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. You can find our past episodes at boomhowdy.com, or the easiest way to listen in is to simply search for Nightmare Junket in your iTunes or SoundCloud app, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your wrestling hole. And you can also follow us out on the social media if you need someone to reach out to if you are a final girl or boy in our Summer of Slasher series. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is important this time of the year to make sure you are following along, especially on Facebook, especially if you're in the Kansas City area, mm-hmm. we put in our events. And as this episode is <coughs> going to be released here on June 21st, the very next night, June 22nd, if you are in the area, Screenland Armor, the Saws family, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be hosting a screening of the 1974 Tobey Hooper classic, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, I was waiting for um, uh, one of your patented... Oh, thank you, GGP. I was going more towards Franklin. I didn't. Okay, here we go. <laughs> much better, much better. And if you want to really get indulgent, you can go back and listen to the uh, commentary track we did with one Jill Gavargazian. Uh, but then that following Tuesday, then uh, for text for Terror Tuesday at the Screenland Armor, or excuse me, at the Alamo Draft House. Um, we revisited a film, and it's an exploitation classic. And I crikey! And I believe Genius, you kind of summed it up with one great phrase. Uh, it was the film we did from 1978. Ooh! <laughs> the what is it? A sad telepathic? Yeah, yo, if you're gonna watch the movie, Patrick, please be on the lookout for telepathic sad handies. So. Yeah, <laughs> and if that phrase doesn't make you want to come out and check it out, you just—I don't—I think you're listening to the wrong right. podcast. <laughs> either you're in, either you're in, or you're out. I mean, that's what <laughs> well, true, truly seminal classics from the '70s. You're going to get a chance to see them up on the big screen. So I cannot wait to see those again out there. That is again the way to be seeing it when you can. Now, especially with Patrick. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Forty Second Street. <laughs> those, those are different kind of handies. Those oh, it's and that's the other down thing. under. <laughs> <laughs> Best part, especially with those, is just hearing people react to certain films. Uh, recently screened Brain Damage up on the big screen. Sure. And there's a particular heady scene, if you will, mm-hmm. that you could hear Come people on now, Pally. Come on now, Well, here we are in the uh, our <laughs> Summer of Slasher series. And I think ultimately the fun that we've had putting this together is not only kind of looking at the variety of films, mm-hmm. but the diversity of films. And, and I mean that by what can you actually classify as a slasher? You know, what for slashes for me, 
may not necessarily slash for you. Right. It all depends on how deep the cut is. Exactly. And now we talked about the connective tissue here that we're kind of comparing everything through throughout this summer. We're looking at the three G's, Mm -hmm. not to be mistaken with the GGP. We are looking at a gimmick, gore, and the gratuity of the film. Yep. But... You know, when kind of putting this episode together, um, we we talked about we wanted to make sure to explore a lot of films, but also to talk to different people, you know, that come in. And this is one of those nice, just happy accidents where we do have a couple of people to come in. But let me ask you, Gene. Like like a good slasher. Surprise. It's it's that third twist act. They're like, wait a minute. You're the person? What the hell, man? (laughs) But ultimately, Genius, would you qualify um, Dress to Kill as a slasher movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would. Would you? Uh Uh-huh. Would you qualify... Silence of the Lambs as a slasher film. Ooh. Would you qualify me? <laughs> I'd qualify me. I'd qualify how about, me so how about the movie The Hitcher? Oh, yeah. That, he's totally a slasher. Okay, so we, we we can at least agree that... You don't have to be... To have to be a slasher. You and can, sometimes the, a film... The human slasher. Maybe if the film has a, a, a subtle flavor of slasher. Mm-hmm. You know, for our purposes, we're going to include it. Yeah. You know, that's... A dash of slash. <laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice. Well, that's a roundabout way of getting us here to our next film and our next group of guests here. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. Hailing from Parts Unknown... Together, they are a terrible twosome of terror. From the film Powerbomb, welcome to Nightmare Junkhead for the first time, Zach Shieldwater and Wes Allen. Hi. Howdy. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing great. I'm very impressed with all these puns and zippy. Yeah, you guys got a whole... Speaking of gimmicks. (laughs) 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 There's a reason this isn't a visual podcast, because then the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, unfortunately... Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. (laughs) We have plenty of that. Before we get into all that good stuff, please tell our listeners, where can they find you guys out on the social media? Plug and promote away. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh... Our our company is called Sickening Pictures, so uh, that would be what is it at? We're yeah at, at Sickening Pics uh, on Twitter and Sickening Pictures on uh, Instagram. You can find us Sickening Dash Pictures You can go on, online, find the website there, and watch a bunch of uh, free movies stuff that we've done previous, and check out th- some of the things we've done. Excellent. Yeah, at Sickening Pictures is the Instagram. And, yes. and is that is that across the board? It's not Sickening Sixty Nine Pictures. And that's, a different, that's a different movie yeah, altogether. Yeah, we're we're on, definitely there. We're on but. Facebook as well. Uh, sickening Pictures there as well. So excellent, excellent. So you guys are here in town actually for a screening of Powerbomb, the film we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, by the time this episode airs, the screening will have happened, which will have gone wonderfully, of it course. A, it was a. It was wildly successful. Yes. People are still talking about it, you know. The human sacrifice. <laughs> yes. Exactly. The goats, the, the bumps, the bruises. Genius the, went through a flaming table. Yeah. The it, it rodeo was, bar. It just <laughs> right into it. Ooh, yeah. It just came out like Macho Man, just snapping into Slim Jims. It was fucking rad. <laughs> so before we get into that, let's, uh, something we always ask a first-time guest here is we kind of want to see what your horror origin is. Um, you know, what was it? They got you into horror. Was it a movie, a moment? Was it a relative? You know, but what was it that made you look into horror and go, ah, I can get into that. I can get into that. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, well, for me, it was uh, staying the night with my grandmother. Uh, she didn't, uh, <laughs> she wasn't very discerning when we go to the video store, you know? And uh, so it was just, I mean, it was kind of a, a free for all. And she, she didn't give a shit what we were running. So I was running things that I had no business seeing. <laughs> 
like second, third, fourth grade. Did you just shit that like you weren't supposed to get your hands on? Like, yep. I I know exactly why I saw those Italian movies. I know why I saw Ilsa and had no business. <laughs> Like that's an education of another kind because my grandmother wasn't paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Those Hogan's heroes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's a set, but, um, so, uh, for me, the actual origins for me was, uh, the movie Grizzly. Yes. That's my actual first like video rented with my grandmother. And of course I rented it because of the, the raw, the big, big, big grizzly. If you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. Terrible. (laughs) It's so bad. (laughs) It's, it's such a dog shit movie and I, but it's stuck, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but the, the hook, line and sinker was Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the original night of the living dead. So those Mm -hmm. were my, those are my true hooks in, Truly hooks into you, but it, the fact that it does come from you know the granny is awesome. Oh yeah, which... man. Oh yeah, she uh, she was very smart because she would watch the uh, uh, the the hammer type stuff. So mm-hmm. like, I think she was more like tolerant. I don't even know what word I would use to describe it. Maybe tolerance yeah. the best word. But you know that's where you get the Christopher Lee, yep. Peter Cushing, yeah. angle, and you know she's she's been down with horror already. Yeah, so, no, she was, and yeah. she like she's an avid reader now. She's like ninety one and just like on the she's on the death trail of like I don't want to be alive anymore. I don't give a shit. I I you know that sort of thing. But I'll know like I'll at least at least always have that. Like yeah. she fucked me up. So, <laughs> do you have any like uh, grizzly PTSD or something? Like, I uh, fuck camping. There's grizzlies so, out there. Like, I uh, I don't think bears are cute. <laughs> I don't th- like. I don't like. They're fucking killers. Like every time someone's, you know, they put you post a video of like a little cub. That's gonna yeah. be a fucking monster. <laughs> stop! Stop acting right? like it's good. Like like grizzly man. You guys have seen that, mm-hmm. right? The Bernard Herzog oh, yes. oh, yes. documentary. Wah, wah. What kind? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's. Go- you know, you're what you're getting into. You're going around palling around with big ass grizzly yeah, bears. Grizzly they're not. You're I mean, making a connection, right? They're wild animals. They're like I have a hard enough time like connecting with one of my cats, <laughs> let alone with some big ass grizzly bears <laughs> that can eat me in one bite. Fuck all that. He knew what he was getting into. He. he it had one possible outcome. Yeah, you get fucking eaten. That yeah. was the only. But the best part of that movie is when Werner is talking to her, the dude's girlfriend, and she's like, he's like. This tape, oh, you don't no. want, you don't know what to listen to That's this. That's haunting. That is so haunting. <laughs> why did you bring it? And why do you have headphones? <laughs> if you don't want don't, to don't do it. But just in case you want to, how it's is like, my lighting? How right? is my lighting? Don't push that it? button. The beautiful shiny <laughs> button. Don't put these headphones on. All right. No, no, it. don't please don't no. Oh, I'm pushing play. Don't do that. No, no. Ugh. Awful. So Wes, we know we have your granny to thank for yeah. your obsession with yeah. that. Zach, how did you get your start? See, uh, my love for horror came from kind of the opposite direction. Like I was really kind of over policed by my overprotective parents of uh like, no, you're not allowed to watch scary movies yeah, sure. kind of thing. And um like the horror aisle and the video rental mom and pop shop was always kind of had a halo glow around it of, of <sighs> forbidden, forbidden fruit, fruit. Yeah. yeah and uh but i remember probably my first exposure was uh there's uh, the horror host in, in in cleveland uh there was uh big chuck and little john and there was uh, uh, uh john lanahan and um they would host movies and they would always like show just stuff that was either royalty free and public domain yeah or yeah uh some some kind of just 
crap trauma dump. Uh, but Curse, <laughs> Curse of the Werewolf was one of the first oh, first yeah. ones I ever saw. I was just like, what is this? This is bonkers. And we all saw the same. That pub- movie is public, nuts. We all saw the same public domain horror movies. Like our whole Growing generation, up, yeah. if you yeah. think about it, we all saw those on TV with some dipshit and shitty Dracula makeup. Yeah. 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 Remember uh, Commander USA? Yes. Love yes. Commander as USA. As, as I point to my, my uh-huh. hands yes. on, a, on yeah. an audio format. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys see this? I'm pointing at my hand. <laughs> Check it out. Theater of the Mind. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, a Curse of the Werewolf is just so bonkers, and then the fact that those guys would cut away to different skits and oh and, sure, because that's always regional humor, and mm-hmm. you try to show anybody that nowadays as an adult, and they're just like, "What's wrong with you for showing this to There's, me?" Either you get it or you don't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And because if you like, when your parents walk in the room, like like a, a normal standard set of parents, are like, fuck, like what are you? Yeah. No, go ahead, watch you watch the dumb yeah, movie. Is, like, but if if it locks in with you. You know, like Grizzly was a piece of shit. Oh yeah, but for some reason, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I gotta go explore yeah. more of this. There's, there's and a whole start, world here. <laughs> you start falling in love with super dumb shit. Like for the longest time, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Like, that, oh, of yeah. course, oh yeah, whole franchise. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like walking around. Like, did you know Return was uh, George Clooney's first film? And <laughs> did and you did you watch the cartoons? Yo, yeah. I watched the cartoons and had the little tomato action There's, figures. I've seen those guys. Those eat are France. fucking yeah by choice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Twice yeah. I had I I it was one of those where I had two VHSs mm-hmm. and so I'm like oh okay Killer Tomatoes Eat France with John Aston mm-hmm. so with that kind of knowledge how are you both not drowning in pussy right now like that's just I we're mean, drowning in tomatoes that's what but for horror for me like uh, once I saw the trailer for uh, film Nightbreed that like just locked in for me yeah and we'll get a little bit more into that later and I did revisit the trailer for Nightbreed and I forgot there's two times when they they take the font across mm-hmm. and you get some yes. of the, and you get that one extended shot of the the jaw with um what's his bucket uh, uh, Pelican yes oh my god that I don't remember being in the initial theatrical cut no. there are two films that do that from our from our era there's the Nightbreed, where you instantly connect to the font and the the cover art. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one, for me, is remembering the first time you saw the Child's Play trailer, because oh, it was yeah. about a doll, and there were That's already fair. if you were a, if you were a horror kid, you had already seen some like evil doll movies, trilogy of terror and shit. But seeing the child's play trailer for yeah. the first time and being like oh my god this is new and it moves around and everybody was familiar with my little buddy and sure. this isn't this isn't like trilogy of terror this is this seems more real mm-hmm. i had a my buddy when sure. around the chucky came out did. and so i was like there's, yeah there's and so <laughs> you got to keep it away from there thoughts on the remake coming up it's a weird decision considering the other franchise is already and uh, Curse still and moving. Cult were wonderful, by yeah, the way. If fun. you haven't, mm-hmm. yeah, silly movies. I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm on board for the remake. I'll watch I'm it. I'm 100% <laughs> on board. One, it might as well do something new. I mean, like Chucky's a cool doll, but now they're incorporating like he's a smart doll. I mean, yeah, sure, so sure. a little bit more terror, bring him up with the times because I think at this point we're all like, okay, fuck. Fuck dolls. We know they're creepy and evil, sure. but we're down with robots. So I think that's yeah, kind of a cool true. like way to bring it back in. Plus, it's got Aubrey Plaza. Plus, and that's what neither here nor there. But it's got Mark Hamill. 
I love yeah, me that some was a Mark choice. Hamill. I think he would make a great Chucky. I think his Absolutely. voice chops and the way he can blend sinister and lighthearted and fun. Mm-hmm. I I'm fully on board with this. Absolutely. Everybody. If you can't have Brad Dourif, Mark Hamill isn't a really not bad a bad. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, if you ever get a chance, if you can, him and Guyver. Oh, Guyver's dope. Guyver's super dope. Even with Jimmy J.J. Walker in it, Guyver's oh. still pretty damn dope. I'm a def- I'm an apologist for part two. Part two, I mean, is is the lesser of the movies, but I think yeah, a part three is warranted. See, yeah. see, I didn't see the sequel, but I will give up in love to anyone that can, you know, throw out a Guyver there. Well, from going from your, um, you know, permissive grandparents to, you know, the forbidden <laughs> fruit, you know, what was it then that brought you to bring about Sickening Pictures? Uh, Sickening Pictures was born with uh, my co-founder, uh, BJ Colangelo. Um, we were part of another collective that kind of was bouncing back and forth with different work and we kind of had creative differences and decided to break off they all died yes <laughs> Tragic, <laughs> but that is another tale right. <laughs> tragic tragic it was but um we decided we were like you know we we wanted to kind of make our kind of genre fused stories the way we wanted to make them and uh we started doing shorts and some music videos and then uh we, we got wes allen involved and um uh, Yoshi and Drago involved, and um, we've been pushing through. We ended up putting together things that got the ball rolling for uh, our first feature film, Powerbomb, which we're excited to screen here in yeah, Kansas City. Excited to be here to show that movie. Well, and it's it's always I love it when to hear how these kind of collectives come about because um, one of the things when we're lucky enough to have filmmakers on, they do talk about kind of the collaborative effort mm-hmm. of filmmaking. Sure. That, yeah. You know, the sum are only you know the sum is only as good as the whole of, no the whole is only good as the sum of the parts, so to speak. Yeah, I've been West for what almost a decade. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. we uh, <clears throat> we started out in the horror blogging world. You, you know the ones of the black web page with yeah. like either with red font. Per, yeah, yeah. You're familiar, font. Right? yes, yeah. extremely familiar. Or if you put a black light on it, you yeah. might be able to pick up a little bit sure, more. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. Where people are writing, you know, three thousand word essays on Return of the Living Dead Part Three because that was ever <laughs> fucking warranted. But that's the world we yeah. came from. Sure, yeah. um, and. Uh, we and same as BJ, the three of us. That was our that's connecting how, yeah, piece. Yeah, you honestly, were, I, I you were the a, editor that we were writing. Yeah, for. I, I was the editor uh, editor in chief of a website called uh, the Blood Sprayer, which is no longer around. Um, but it kind of became. Uh, I, I had a revolving door. It just it was an open door policy with, hey, if you're a blogger, yeah, I would just let anybody jump on because I, these were my friends. And sure. mm-hmm. uh, as as that starts friends to friends di- don't give people. <laughs> the movies you gave me to review <laughs> those are litmus test That's, movies yeah, there those we'll are see. friendship tests oh. in the past so good work um so as we like you know that world starts to pull apart you know because you you're uh everything's changed like everything evolves so quickly now that that yeah. became a less prevalent world to exist in and at that point like zach and bj and i had kind of broken off into a separate friendship you know we have other friends that are still out there friends that we were you know we were discussing today on on the plane right here uh and we but we broke off and it became more of a less about you know horror was the connective tissue that's the cornerstone of it but i mean we're family we are a part of each other's lives regularly and you know in a creative capacity in a business capacity and it's uh, it all stemmed from we all just you know we all liked horror and we all liked writing about horror. It didn't matter who was fucking reading it. We all cared about it enough to 
to set, you know, to, to learn, write those 3000 yeah, words. Yeah. On yeah. Learn shitty HTML coding and <laughs> add your stupid graphics. And <laughs> well, I, I know at the movie crypt, they always talk about, you know, finding your film family and it's just, yes, absolutely. And like I said, you have your own vernacular that you throw out. It was the first time when I met genius here, you know, I think it was, we were watching, I, it was Terminator mm -hmm. it was like the first film and we just started talking Terminator and that was coming day and night it was great right and you just have that <laughs> yep. connection and even not necessarily like you know as filmmakers but just film fans you even find a film family within there as well just for sure like-minded people that come together and you just kind of celebrate the worst mm -hmm. again if it's yeah. Return of the Living Dead Part 3 or what was what was the probably the worst thing you got back in the day Do that you I gave that? him yeah. Oh, I gave him such dog shit. I remember, I remember you. I I think I was the one that <laughs> made you make your son review Crackoon. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Crackoon. Oh, yes. Crack. Uh, yeah. Crack cocaine. Crack. Like a crack raccoon. Yes. This, wow. There, there is wow. a. You know what crack cocaine does to raccoons? Uh, makes them killers, apparently. It's big time stuff. Yeah. Big time stuff. Rocket yeah. raccoon. But no, that's not even. That's no, that's, that's a movie that's out there. Yeah. Wow. And it, uh, I think I think your son actually enjoyed it. He, he did because he, he was review. little, you know, and he thought it was hilarious. Honestly, I'm kind of interested in a cracked addled raccoon going around fucking up shit, knocking over trash cans, until, fucking people until up until you're confronted by oh, one. Oh no no no! I'll give you the first one to admit. <laughs> like when it comes to horror, it's better them than me. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. love horror, but I'm not going to go near sewer grazing and fuck with raccoons. <laughs> I mean, even if I know he's not cracked out, I have a thing against furry scurry things, right? Yes. So that's one yes. of my like ah things so anyway i'm not gonna fuck if i see a raccoon it could be a fucking friendly i would grant you three wishes if you come yeah. with me fuck you and then i just go the other way yeah. well so. think about like right now on the internet everybody like how many people do you see posting things that, like, love about possums and shit they're fucking disgusting yes they are because they're, they're giant, giant rats. rats thank you <laughs> They are giant rats. That's yeah, all it is. It's a huge fucking rat. Exactly. Exactly. They're giant rats and <laughs> bats. Is they're that big and they're always snarling and ready to bite and attack. And then bats are just as bad because they're flying rats. They look like a sandworm's yes, mouth. They like, do. Like, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Just paint them black and white. Mm -hmm. If like, yeah, if you cross a raccoon and a, and a, a, <laughs> a raccoon and a and possum, you would wind up with a like walking yeah. sandworm. It's just terrifying. Just kill yourself because yeah, you're not yeah. surviving. And then mix a spider in there. Just get more legs. Did you guys just become best friends? Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Body or the fact that possum are bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, as weird as a combination as I guess the possum and the, the raccoon would be, uh, I want to talk a little bit about another weird combination here. <laughs> but Seg Segway. <laughs> you talked a little bit about kind of mixing genres, uh, you know, the kind mm -hmm. of the thing with uh, sickening pictures, but wrestling and genre just in and of itself is kind of an odd combination. So where did Powerbomb come from? From like the backyard to the big screen, what's the uh, the cinematic journey with this one? Well, we had done a couple different projects together. Yeah. Um, Wes, I'd put through the paces uh, and, and bouncing ideas off of and putting him in front of the screen. He's been in a, a couple different projects of mine that I've, I've done. Um, and he came to me with this that dream that he had, this idea that he had for what turned into what Powerbomb was. Um, and we we kind of fleshed out this the script and the beats. Yeah, yeah. And um, I would I wrote a large chunk of it. Uh, gave it to uh, BJ to kind of give a polish to. She wrote some elements. And we just bounced it back and forth for a while, and we we're like, here's something we could do. And we're like, well, we don't have the time or the means to do it as it is, but we could do a proof of concept. And yeah, that's that's where we kind of got the ball rolling, and and it's it's been a journey. It's been. It's been two years since we wrapped. Yeah, production. since we wrapped production, um, like two years of, of like to the day. Almost. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, 
We so in in looking at it coming from like the proof of concept, which was literally Zach and I, uh, and uh, our friend uh, Levi Hootmacher, who's a, a cinematographer from the Toledo area, a very good one too. Um, we shot that in my son's bedroom. We made this proof of concept, and we had no idea what we were actually going to do with it. You know, <laughs> like we had, it went from the story that I came to him to he and BJ with. Uh, he starts writing it out. He and BJ start back bouncing it back and forth, whittling it down, getting it to something. We we decide like, well, how do we if we wanted to make this, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So make a proof of concept. Remember, we showed it to a, a room full of people. Yeah, and Good. no one knew emotionally how to react. <laughs> that, it, was that in, was that encouraging? Because that almost seems like something maybe. It was confusing more okay. than anything. Yeah, because I had, would say it was confusing. We had usually done a thing where we would screen the, the, our newest projects for friends before we would before we submit it somewhere. That's or fair. Or yeah. on festivals and kind of just kind of get a feedback vibe off off of it all. And we showed this, and people <laughs> I think were expecting something with a, a concrete beginning, middle, and end. Yes, and were. this was actually a scene that a is, literal scene in the movie. That's in the movie. Yeah, that's still <laughs> so, in the movie. So yeah. no context. It just you know yeah. it just hits, and everybody's just like. Is yeah, this weird, creepy and thing. It gets cacophonous and like, they're just like, "This is gross, fun." I don't know what, what are you doing. Yeah. and then and then it ended with uh, coming coming soon, and people were like, well, "What? What? What's what is coming, coming soon?" soon? <laughs> and, we, and we were like, "Yeah, we got it. We got." We're him. like, "Yeah, yeah, right. What <laughs> is coming soon?" <laughs> so, of all things, wrestling. Yeah, and we've. Briefly, I mean, wrestling has come up on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I used to belong to a stable of wrestlers called the Calabro Brothers. All right. I mean, straight up, I had my own uh, finishing move and everything. But ultimately, are we gonna brother softly on this podcast? <laughs> I feel like we might. I'm oh, just, the- I'm just waiting. I'm telling you, if 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 I hear just another victim, I we we're in trouble because that's, <laughs> that's your intro music. <laughs> no, that was Apocalypse Calabro Junior, and you know that he's gonna come in and do a run in. Yeah. But where did the wrestling angle come from? Oh, so we are like, I mean, we come from a circle of friends who are uh, filmmakers, musicians, Mm -hmm. comedians, uh, and we all bonded over professional wrestling. Um, It's something that we all actually, you know, I fell off the wagon for many years, as a lot of people in our generation did. did. Um, <laughs> Which I think for wrestling fans that there was a, there was that flashpoint. There point. is that phase. That, you know, yeah, I, I grew up with Hogan. I, I, I remember I was at the, the mm-hmm. third Survivor Series ever. Yep. And then <laughs> Attitude Era hit. Like, okay, cool. Yep. And then it got real sexist and real misogynistic and real kind of racist. <laughs> it like, oh, it's still. I mean, there's still, still elements that are like, yeah, yeah that doesn't yeah. check out. A long guys. way, but where you think you're watching an '80s film? Yeah. Where it's just so casual, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. Like <laughs> X-Pac, what's with the blackface? Like, no. when, oh, oh, like God. that was a thing. When they were going up against, uh, was it? Oh, what is it another faction of some a nation sort? of domination? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! And we none of us thought word one. The I don't even I don't know that the members of the nation of I'm sure they did. Oh, I'm well aware. I'm sure. You know? yeah. um, but it was just a it was a thing, you know. Like we were just like, oh yeah, of course that's how they make fun of them. No, that's gross. Guys. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really, and, and I think that was the thing. There were certain people like I don't understand why I don't like this, but I don't like this anymore. And then there's people that wrote it out and like, and now they're at that point in their lives now where there's like anything new sucks. Why can't it be like oh, yeah. attitude? Oh attitude are like uh, well, you know, art evolves, <laughs> and yeah. that is an mm-hmm. art form. So, um, but we we liked wrestling. My son actually got me back into wrestling. Yeah. 
Uh, and so I think Cash, your yeah, son my, is my the son is the, a lot the of catalyst really? for a lot yeah. of the shit that happened throughout Power Bomb. Um, and you know, kind of got steeped back into it, and then it reemerges all those feelings you had about like for me, it was always, um, as a kid, and, and this I still correlate this back to my love of horror too Bruiser Brody and Abdullah mm-hmm. the Butcher. Oh. Mm-hmm. When we were kids, gentlemen, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Abdullah was legit scary. Oh, we were that, all he fucking was, scared he was of faces him. Faces of death, uh, yeah, he was personified. And Brody was this lunatic walking through the crowd, swinging a chain. I think they're, it was a combination terrifying. of his pointy shoes that he used to wore. Mm-hmm. Those things frightened forehead me. Of his. Oh my goodness! Oh, Jesus, dude. So he looked scary. like the Molecule Man from Marvel Comics, Absolutely. which is the scarring. Yes, I remember mm-hmm. those were. And back in the day, also when you'd get like Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and they it was almost like oh, a Fangoria magazine. Legit. Yeah. where you would see like Ric Flair just. Covered in blood. Every other epi- every other issue was dusty, just fucking oh. head to toe, soaked <laughs> in his own blood. <laughs> the bionic elbow will do that to someone. Oh there. yeah, man! And it's... here's Cactus Jack's X-rays, <laughs> and then you're just seeing all this. Well, you guys remember shit. seeing in like in Pro Wrestling Illustrated, seeing like when you see shit from Japan. Oh, like yeah. what the fuck are they doing over there? And then when you're old enough to start getting hold of it, <laughs> like guys, seeing, do you know the rings can explode? Guys, they put piranhas in a tank in the ring, like. <laughs> You know, like, this was shit, like, and I, this is stuff I've shown my son, like, you got to watch Mr. Danger. Let's sit down. We need to learn about Mr. Danger. We, You know, and, like, but it's so connected to horror. Yeah. It's it's inevitable that artists are drawn to art. Yeah. And it's it, the more outlandish or uh, provocative it is, we're going to be drawn to it. <laughs> Wrestling is very provocative. Showmanship. Yeah, yes. and it's yeah. funny. Yes. You talk about um, seeing, like, the international wrestlers out there. It's kind of the same mm. thing as when you're exposed to international it's horror. horror. Like Jellos and, yeah. The, the Italians. The Italians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, I the appreciated Italians my eyes all of us more. Up. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> ocular stuff that came from. I'm, I'm a huge Asian extreme oh game. yeah like all off the, the, the french Mike extreme all that, Me, yeah. meatball oh. machine oh, takashi yeah. Mike movies mm-hmm. i still give pause and i'm gonna eat older dumplings oh uh, there you go <laughs> Brother, yeah. oh we did um <laughs> last year's uh two years ago for dismember the alamo uh we did a whole devil theme and mm. the third film we screened was i saw the devil Ooh, yes. which actually i think brought the house down dude that's a that's a banger of a movie it's yeah. great. great but like you said you get those you see what they bring to the action it's a filter for the most part absolutely. and with horror you get the same thing and with wrestling you get the same absolutely. thing absolutely it's all built around something but you get that unique flavor and it just it's so much more enhancing and i yes. think with the film the film side to the wrestling side of it is is i had to go out and find what i wanted i, yeah. I it's so easy to sit back and bitch about like oh, wwe sucks or you know, like get uh, off I'm, your ass. I'm then. tired of all yeah. these American remakes. Like, okay, cool. I valid points. Very valid points. I, you know, I could agree or not disagree. But what else are you bringing to the table? Yes. Mm-hmm. Look but, something up then, if you don't like that. Yeah. Change if you the want channel. recommendations, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? It's and it is true. Like you, you know, when when we think about like because we're all forty or approaching, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. we all know, like. You had to actively seek out. We, we are in the sweet spot of like ECW, uh, Big Japan, FMW, like where we were seeing, like you could get a hold of those crazy tapes mm-hmm. and see, you know, Onita exploding, you know, or, you know, or Mr. Danger versus Mr. Pogo. And there's a, a Mr. Pogo. Uh, there's yeah. an alligator in the you goddamn the first time ring. You saw Necro Butcher? Oh, 
the, well, and just even oh those, God, they're in America. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those stables were like the killer, the like killer bees, like um, just the reputation. Like once they get in, they swarm and they just take over. Do you guys remember in Japan uh, Terry Funk's stable of oh, when they had the they had the stable of guys that dressed like the slashers? Yeah, they had yes. Leatherface Freddy. and fucking Freddy yeah. and Jason. Do you know who Leatherface was? That was no. Corporal Kirchner from the WWF. You're kidding. I am yeah. not. Oh, that's weird. He's Leatherface. That is weird. Yeah. That's... What a weird time. FMW was fucking weird. <laughs> Wing was weird. Like, yeah. we were... We it lived in a weird era. So we all had to find this shit. We had to work for it. Well, mm-hmm. the, we talked a little bit off mic again, uh, the discipline back in the day. Ugh. And just now, there's almost an oversaturation of material. So that being said, actually, how do you then kind of compete in this wave of... Just because it's unique, wrestling and horror, definitely. But, you yeah. know, getting the word out, you know, how's that going? It's I, it's a challenge. I, I think for me, yeah. the biggest shift that I had was actively changing my perspective of being one of those people that, that would have that mentality of, oh, you haven't seen this movie? Yeah. What's wrong with you? You're not a horror fan. Da, 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 and you become this kind of gatekeeper fucking prick. Uh, yeah, and fandom. Instead of and, like... Oh, guiding you have a chance. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so I actively changed that. And someone would say, I haven't seen this movie. I'd be like, you know what? I'm jealous of you. Yeah. You get yeah. to see yes. this for yes. the very yes. first time. Yes. And to be able to to be like to say that, like, if you like that, then check this one out. Yeah. Check out their mm-hmm. follow up. And, and then somebody's like, I've never heard of this stuff. And now you're that genesis, that that root from which everything grows. There's there are certain things like for me, like everybody's got their little thing. Right. And for me, it's always been I'm kind of like a exploitation sleazy fan and so like that's my thing zach zach is a this killer bug slash like (laughs) 90s off the fucking beaten path shit (laughs) so we're all bringing these weird things to each other and that's a good way to expose people to to something that like where you know he's gonna tell me about some some weird cockroach movie I'm going to be like, well, you need to watch all of these stoner beach comedies from the late 70s and yeah. early 80s. Like, it's a nice trade-off. It's, it's, that's what we're all like feeding into sure. each other. Mm-hmm. You're always going to find that guy that knows more about that one weird thing than you do. And that's what builds the, that, that builds the hive. Well, that's the best part. We do a segment called I've Seen That where we finally admit to a mm. film. Like, in, How many times have you admitted you've seen a film that you haven't but just to kind of save face in horror company but you've seen enough of the trailer you know enough of the you know reputation what it's about. Yeah. yeah you know what it's yeah. about and that's the thing that we do because we just finally go okay let's see it for the right. first time finally and it's just it's a, good it's a thing nice experience can't yeah. see it all and yeah. when you're like you said when you're exposed to something new you become the gatekeeper as opposed to the blocker you know yeah. so it's definitely a cooler position to well, be if you're going to put together a primer of films if anyone want to kind of get a taste of what powerbomb would be like what would be a good list to kind of give them a good taste of that? Uh, I would say probably the the wrestler, the wrestler misery, misery. and hmm. for me, uh, Ichi the Killer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but but also think of very think of your dark comedies like the um, that have some manic um, manic emotion to them, like a. I don't know, like a death to smoochy okay. mm. kind of thing. Okay. Where like there's it, it's so it's so manic some of the the behavior that you kind of sh- should laugh at okay. it. 
so we might get some uncomfortable giggles in the audience. Yes. I expect you will, so. Yeah, you will it's, that, yeah. That's, but it's not like when you're putting wrestling in horror, it's not like a WrestleManiac. No, 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 no. 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 Well, you know, there's, it's, wrestling is the backdrop, really. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, one, it's the journey of some of these characters, but ultimately has nothing to do with the apex of, of uh, conflict in the movie. Yeah. Do you we, think, we play with the kayfabe of it all, too. Of, yeah, for of sure. Like what's real, sure. what's not real. Yeah. And well, it, because we kind of mock it, you know, because that's, you know, that's that's this generation. Everybody's sure. self-aware mm-hmm. and ironic. So they mock the concept of kayfabe. Mm-hmm. And, and so and we have to make fun that. of what you love. Too. Absolutely. Now, for right. our non-wrestling fans, kayfabe is? Kayfabe is uh, basically uh, protecting the business, as they like to say, where uh, it's, it's real and you play into the reality. And it was something that was held much more sacred yeah. many, many years ago. Now it's again we're in a postmodern time, so the um, there's people can watch it with some irony because sure. they know this is performance. They know it's theater, and it's it becomes it becomes okay to be self-referential mm-hmm. yeah. if, you, if you do it without being snide. Yeah. Okay. S- snideness it's, in today's culture, please. please. Yeah, Come on I know. Now. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's cool because when you think when you think of wrestling and horror, you instantly think of things like WrestleManiac or even like Kane and Cena Hell, even or El Gigante, your yeah. monster brawl. But the, talking about the hum- more humanistic, more like mm-hmm. yeah, that's element of it. That's oh, and, and the wrestler. And I, I'm uh, one of those saps, got, sappy guys that when I get an emotional movie like that and it just tugs at your heartstrings. Mm-hmm. For me, there's just an emotionally raw thing about that that it doesn't play into horror but man that scene of him at the very end spoilers when he knows the you know what he's going to do with that yes. last ram jam or whatever and what yeah. it, the cost mm-hmm. is and just this, the crowd there oh yeah it's so good so good i feel the same way about um the scene in Boogie Nights when William H Macy's character oh. kills himself. Oh, yep. That like we we uh, we don't cla- well, you don't classify that film. It's not qualified as horror per se, oh. but it is such a horrific moment mm-hmm. that is so jarring. There's shadows in life, babe. It's it's so fucking. <laughs> That movie is horror. If you really start to like the, yeah. entirety, the any, horrible feeling you have after no, the credits no, roll, yeah. Alfred Molina and <laughs> his all those entire that oh scene my. is horrifying. Yeah. Cosmo, yeah. it's Chinese likes firecrackers. Just, oh, yeah. the, just the sense of dread, and that's the other thing. You know, I'll argue if you get a sense of horror and dread, it is a horrific thing. Absolutely. And now, whether or not it qualifies as straight horror, what have you, that's fine. Again, yeah. we're not gatekeeper or anything, but well, that's what I love about it. So, you know. We're going to be able to see this again. This is going to release afterwards. I'm really looking forward to seeing this one, especially with a crowd. Um, we talked about the primers for movies with power bombs. Sure. What 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 would be the best finishers to go do a YouTube dive? What finishers would be good to watch before you see Power Bomb? Beyond the Mat. Oh, if you've okay. not seen the documentary Beyond the Mat or uh, Wrestling with Shadows, Grunt, those would be Grunt two. the movie. Grunt the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, big fan. Uh, okay. Would the, be a good the, the fan, yeah. The fan. There's mm-hmm. another one, um, and again, any of those, anything you you uh, would classify as having like a black comedic element to it, something like a dark, miserable comedy, I guess, like it, where you're like, oh, that feels shitty to laugh at this, you know? but here I am. <laughs> yeah. So if you're not in the Kansas City area and you want to seek out more on Power Power Bomb again, where can our listeners seek that out at? Uh, follow us on social media. That's where we're getting most yeah, of our updates yeah. dropped uh we're we've been working on powerbomb we just finished uh production on our segment for december 
uh, new horror anthology. Yeah. Uh, it's Christmas themed coming out. That sounds um, rad. Lots yeah. of uh, lots of really lots really of cool big people. names. Mm. Trent uh, Haga, Lucky McKee, Lucky McKee, yeah, nice, um, yeah. Vivian Vaughn, Michael Vardy, Amalia. Uh, I, I I keep telling Zach I get to say that I uh, was in a film with Barbara Crampton. No, <gasps> I'm not going to explain it. I bet I can right. say I was, but I've been in a film with Barbara Crampton. If you go in the IMDb, it'll share. It'll <laughs> show it. Yeah. You already hit two of my check marks: Christmas horror and anthology horror. So oh, I'm already, yeah. Yeah. I'm already sure. there. Yeah, it's a cool international thing, and uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of what we've been we've yeah. been bouncing back and forth. So there's been a lot of a lot of plates in the area. Now. Well, and it's kind of cool that you got to get to throw that Midwest flavor in. To yeah, that, it that was. Buffet. It's kind of an honor. Yeah, to, we're uh, we're the only ones like uh, out of America. There, I think there's five or six yeah. teams, and we're, we're the, the only, only ones. ones not in L.A. Yeah. Uh, well, nice. again, this is not nice. a, this is not a visual podcast, but I think it's going to be on the strength and merit of your mustache. Is that oh, that's, that's, all yeah. that's all I'm going to say? I wore this mustache, <laughs> brought it all the way to Kansas City, purely for for Jill, for as as a way of saying thank you. Yeah, and he, it, it, like as soon as he got off the plane, he had to register as a sex offender. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't know that's well, how you guys did that. Kansas City, but... Missouri. Please sign this. <laughs> So I wanted to kind of, uh, we talked a little bit about your horror origins and what have you, but I also asked initially kind of what your favorite slashers were. Oh, sure. And Zach, you'd mentioned Nightbreed. I love Nightbreed. Love and it. we talked already a little bit about the trailer, but um, do you remember your first experience with that film? I remember I was in, uh, I think it was called National Bookseller. Uh, book yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. Remember that? The Dalton Bookseller? Or? No, it was no, no, no. It National. was like a school thing, wasn't it? Kind of, yeah, I know they were like a huge outlet yes. store oh. for books, and they had just started getting into movies. But they got into movies. <sighs> and they had a, a television that played the trailer. It was like this tape that would just play and then rewind itself <laughs> and loop. And it was just like some other crappy trailers. I think it was some Robert Downey Jr. movie that was on there as well, something like that. But then Heart and Souls. Night. I think Actually, I think it might have been. <laughs> Probably was. It's that um, same period of time. <laughs> and Nightbreed dropped, and I was like, what is this? Yeah. The music hits. It's Danny Elfman's score. It's yeah. uh, you know, it's swelling. I mean, you can hear all of like bat, like all the traces of Batman in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this sweeping you know fairy tale is just dipped in gothic. What the fuckness? And yes. you know, and then it's you know from Clive Barker. You know, and he wrote it. I know that name. It. He's evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was another thing. Like back then, you're Clive Barker was like one of those like right. Hey, Stephen King said he was scary. <laughs> exactly. And if it came from Stephen King, right? I remember seeing like uh, on the Evil Dead cover. You know, one of the most frightening films I've ever yes. seen. Stephen King sold. Yeah. Yeah. So when you watch that, yeah, yeah that Stephen King is telling to you Barker is a cautionary tale you 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 can't help but seek mm. it out um yes. uh, revisiting the trailer and seeing the film again not too long ago i was taken aback number one on the slasher element of itself dr deckard who, yeah oh my goodness mm -hmm. ultimately showing you how bad humanity is yeah to the point where the nightbreed become the heroes of the tale which Absolutely. is awesome mm -hmm. it's the it's one of the best role reversals i think in the genre like yeah. I, it, it, it might be the best role reversal. In, I, in I the think one of the genre. best elements of depicting what horror is when people say, "What is your idea of horror?" is him going up the stairs towards that child. Yeah, and 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 that's it. You, you don't that see, image. Yeah, oh. that's it's yep. yeah that and that's I, it's fairly iconic actually. And the fact that it's Cronenberg mm -hmm. playing mm -hmm. the part, yeah, which it took me a long time when Extra I first saw creepy. it. It's just it's yeah. it's him. It's his. It's his presence that makes him so fucking awful yeah i cronenberg's got it but i mean 
Consider the man's films. You yeah. know, it's not that hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> that he's creepy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gives me the shivers. <laughs> but <laughs> No, speaking of like Nightbreed, have you ever seen the movie Digging Up the Marrow? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I think they had an opportunity there to take that story in the direction that I, I think you're going with it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed that film. I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was interesting. I think if, if that was going to be the partnership, that that was the way to, to go with it, sure. that, Correct. you know, push yeah. with it. But, um, I don't know. It felt almost like a misstep, but I mean, you want to enjoy that song for what it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. Did you enjoy the depiction of Midian? I was this like kind of, uh, uh, who framed Roger rabbit style, uh, yeah, yeah, Toontown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I dug it. I mean, the the artwork of Alec Perdi is, is great. And yeah. I mean, um, you know, Adam Green, like all his stuff is super fun, you know, from Chillerama to, to, to Hatchet to, you know, even his Halloween shorts that he would put online every year. Oh, yeah. No, so. always enjoyed those. No, Nightbreed is the one. It's that rare, but it's also even the, the depiction is horror, fantasy, and action. Yeah. Which yeah. is always yeah. kind of nice as well. Yeah. Well, that's what the beauty of going again talking about like the diversity of slasher films. It like, is a slasher if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, Those I would hear the elements. argument that it's yeah. not a slasher film. I'll listen to that absolutely, but then yeah. if you can just add that little element, well, I wouldn't um, want Cronenberg chasing me right, with that know, fucking mask. Mask, mask or not, mask or yeah. not. If Cronenberg's after me, there's some ill shit about to go down. And well, then I, when he takes the mask off, and it's him. Which yeah. you're like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that was under even there. worse. <laughs> you're just gonna be Canadian. You're supposed to be nice. Them in some sort of like tube. <laughs> <laughs> well, you always forget also just kind of how handsome he is as well. Yeah, which yeah. almost makes it more off-putting when you see the real human when they side look of professional. His face. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's the, then even the scene when he torture. He's torturing that old man. Yeah, and he's, it, there's something just very visceral about the way he was. Again, just everything played as a human being is just nasty, and these gnarly ass monsters come and they give us. Yeah, they're supposed to. You know, yeah. the, I, I don't know. It's just it's a great little horror flick that I, I will I think it's great because it's there's so much there to be said and then the fact that there's that there was a new director's cut and then after that came out the the cabal cut <laughs> then another and now now there's a yet another cut coming out so it's, it's called it's, the fuck you cut <laughs> yeah like it's just it's baffling like this like this footage from you know 20 plus years yeah. ago to be able to still have it and in my opinion like each Dude. cut is a completely different movie like you have a changes everything what's your preference at this point uh i mean if you're going to ask me how one should watch those movies i i mm. suggest uh, in order, the theatrical to directors to the cabal cut, just because it gives you a sense of that history of like why this is so important. Because yes. you got to figure, like Morgan Creek, like they wanted, they wanted the next Jason, they wanted the next Fred, they wanted, <laughs> and that was what they went with. And that's what Which they. It's crazy, and, if and you it makes sense. It. <laughs> it makes sense. It's almost like when Bruce Campbell explains how Congo got made. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, you had you had Clive Barker, the guy that that brought you. Uh, Pinhead and and Hellraiser and you know you have uh, Craig Schaefer who was making waves in TV. Yep. You had David Cronenberg. He's going to be your bad guy. Holy hell! Yeah. You know you had this amazing uh, makeup effects team and, and things yeah. like that. You're shooting Canada, save a bunch of money. Um, so you had all those elements in play. Those stars were aligning, and then he brings them this movie about where it's a it's a damnation of psychology, heterosexuality. It's got these super weird like, gay undertones and, and overtones to that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's this star-crossed love affair that doesn't end the way you want it to. Yep. 
And so they're like, no, we're going to take this and cut it the way we want. And and then it's <laughs> Fuck like, out of here with that. What are you trying to do? <laughs> and then every, and then everything he like went onto a shelf and people are like, oh, well, it's lost. It's gone. You know, we don't know where it is. And then they find it and they do this director's cut. And you're just like, oh, Clive Barker was Ryan Murphy like 20 years yes. before Ryan Murphy. Yes. Was. Oh, when it wasn't that's... safe to be Ryan Murphy. Yeah. 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 Clive there, Barker. There's a musical. There's the Ann Bobby musical number in the director's cut yes. is bonkers. Yeah, that's I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't even think about that there's, and how that would come into play there's yeah. so much there that now correlates to so many current situations of like how we like now we're regressing as you know without as getting a, too political oh we're, no, we're, as mm. a nation we're regressing we're not or die you know yeah. we're, we're 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 devolving and in doing that what you're doing is you're you're alienating people that you were living amongst and where you know where that's a little where night raid would be on the more fantastical side of that it, it does tell a story way ahead of its time oh, of mm-hmm. of you know of that separation it, between sure. different types it's of people us yeah. and the other and, the and just us and them yeah yes and, but, uh, but the when Babette takes uh Lori's hand and shows her the past when they go back into oh, the crusades. Yes. You're just like, oh, this story isn't so much no. ahead of its time. No. It's like it's just history repeating it's itself. It's just history over repeating over itself. Over. That nasty cycle. Well, yeah. we're talking mm. about it right now because we're in it, that sort of climate, socially no. and politically. Mm-hmm. And if you ever need an example of history repeating itself, here we are. We're back to that point where it's happening again in reality, and it it's produced certain types of horror movies. If you you know. It, the Purge is a good example of something mm. that was spawned of this of, of this time sure. period. Mm-hmm. Well, there's always that you hear the term elevated horror, but I think ultimately it's a horror. If any kind of horror can serve as a good allegory, yes, where it's both yeah. entertaining and then if you don't care about the allegory, you know, there's a message mm-hmm. to be learned. Yes. That's cool, but that's I think the great thing of the subjective nature of these films, but also how you know a film itself how it remains relevant yeah. it's kind of incredible dark yeah. storyteller barker Just, i think definitely t- yes, tapped into something there no it's 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 inc- it's crazy it's we crazy. are the monsters well and that's of course yeah it's and all true it, mm-hmm. god's an astronaut oz is over the rainbow, oz is over the yep. rainbow. oh that medians where the monsters live the initial scene and the guy that was the initial guide and the one that cuts his face off mm-hmm. I, I can't, uh, Narcisse. Yes. That character, actually, was one of my favorites. And I remember just always feeling weird with levity in my horror back in the day. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, why am I giggling? Why am I kind of liking this guy? And I was like, yeah. oh, he's kind of charismatic. Yeah. It wasn't from the boner face. from Shonasasi? <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to fuck Sonic the Hedgehog all of a sudden. <laughs> you know, it made me question Uh-oh. a few Uh-oh. things. <laughs> Not a deal break. it gave me a hard on. <laughs> why i never played space ace you know I just, <laughs> why, do you, why do you think they're doing that redesign now because they want boners <laughs> dude if sonic shows up with tits uh, oh and i'm going there you go. <laughs> fast gotta they go have fast. my ticket yeah. for me <laughs> i will go to an imax <laughs> ew ew there's a fetish for everyone i hope there, they I make it more repulsive that's what i want where they're just like just put no, like steve buscemi it. eyes on sonic and they're just and like, like let's yeah. fuck this hillbilly teeth <laughs> he looks more like and it put looks it. like kermit the frog he's purple <laughs> just put it through you the cronenberg machine right there we go yeah. nightbreed i uh if you were gonna fantasy book one director who you would 100 percent unequivocally be comfortable with them taking it and remaking it who is the director Mm. Who's your one? You get one. I gut gut. Guillermo del, del Toro. Del Toro. Uh, Timo Giganto. Okay, I would. Be, I would have said Del Toro, 
but he does. I was going to say he, but this is his. This is your world. Make is a that, good I, point because <laughs> I, I think if you if you gave someone that appreciated horror because uh, that's the guy that did uh, L's for libido and ABC's a death. Okay. He did Safe the, Haven and VHS two. Oh. Um, Damn. Okay. He did. Yeah. He did killers. Killers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Timo. Yes. Okay. Yes. Team, okay. I love Timo. Timo, if you're yes. out there listening, I, I love you. Um, but imagine him, the love of horror that he has, doing the action <gasps> on top of that. The action would be at a, such an elevated level yeah. that you would be like, "We got to put the rock in this the night." <laughs> <laughs> the night. The night comes for us was one of my favorite experiences from yeah. last year. Yeah, just that. Just the mm-hmm. the, the the meat market scene mm-hmm. is on. Oh man! Now putting him in that world in yeah. Midian. Oh. Del Toro would be wonderful, don't get me wrong, but that's a 101 level. Your graduate level work right there, right, my friend? That is... The ooh. color palette would be entirely different. Yeah. You would have a completely yeah. different color palette if he, it was him. But it would yeah. still work. Uh, I, I, still, yeah. I still have hope that they'll do a, the television series like they've always talked about. That's what... Because yeah. it was supposed to be... It's passed hands a few times. It, it has, and I think that it, it lends itself, it'd be a great legacy story of, you know, the, the son or daughter of... of, of or the family, whatever, of yeah. Boone and Laurie, like, kind of come back to rebuild Midian. Uh, they're being persecuted again. Yes. I mean, you can rip anything from the headline and kind of... It, it all works. Spin. So you, say, yeah. you go back into the, the, the detention camps, you know, there's a, there's mm-hmm. another... Up, like, it, it all writes itself in that universe. Well, mm-hmm. you know, they've talked about, you know, hey, musicians, we've got a pretty dire situation out there. Let's start hearing some, you know, some reaction film yeah. music and kind of the same way with a lot of filmmakers. You know, how often or how soon do you think we're going to see a lot of today's, you know, society and cultural climates reflected in the films, you know? Yeah, I mean, if we I before we... I mean, before we know it, there will be some monster in a movie in the near future who is orange with saggy tits and, you know, bad hair, like, like just a weird head, butthole you know? mouth, yeah. and just, just it's going to happen. Didn't we see? Wasn't that the Greasy Strangler? I mean, <laughs> I fucking love that movie. I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard. Did you? I did laugh so hard. Oh, God. <laughs> I fucking That's a, I, I was crying. I was laughing so Well, hard yeah, and you it. mentioned your love of the exploitation, I the love, 42nd I Street love kind of thing. So, yeah, D- Zach, yeah. that is my, Zach will send people to me like, ask Wes, you want something gross? Yeah, <laughs> like, go to him. Golden era porn all the oh, way yeah. to like I know Russ all. Meyer. To, I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, R- Russ Meyer... Wes could make Frank Hennon letter blush. <laughs> <laughs> Russ, Russ Meyer doesn't get near the credit he deserves for like capitalizing on badass women action movies first mm-hmm. of all because don't tell me for one fucking second that faster pussycat kill kill is not a badass woman-led action film yeah it's pretty badass <laughs> number two if we're gonna talk about like great weird comedies you know you think of uh you know think of the party or the pink panther movies sure. with peter sellers right oh, yeah. or or it's a mad 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 world Russ Meyer made some silly ass movies like, you know, Beneath the Valley of the Ultra Vixens. Yeah. That's sort of like cornball ass shit that would be got. The, the oh, yeah. Ultra Vixens begats Kentucky Fried Movie. Tell me I'm wrong. No, not and at all. And correct me if I'm wrong. The pair of tits that show up in Kentucky Fried Movie are, are a pair of tits from a Russ Meyer movie. <laughs> It's you'll finally hear yep. the, the, what happened. Oh my god! The, <laughs> Samuel Brockowitz presents <laughs> the Russ Meyer story. It's depraved. Yeah. It's sick. Show me your nuts. 
It's great. Oh, that is, Russ Meyer that is. in trouble. So. <laughs> but uh, it also, guys, too, that I don't think get nearly enough credit for um, John Waters. We all think of as John Waters has become a, almost a caricature of himself in a lot of ways. But I think that's John Waters' main goal, though. And I think yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 That's, his, that's his character. Yeah. Um, but he also is a part of the foundation of the midnight movie, the true midnight yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. The foundational films are uh, Eraserhead, Pink, Flaming- Pink Flamingos, Rocky Horror, uh, the harder they come, like these are the these yeah. are the the cornerstones of these movies that would be playing at midnight mm-hmm. for two years in one city, and Pink Flamingos. There's still never been anything like that. Nope. All of the movies yeah. that stand in in that sh- in the shadow of that movie, the greasy stranglers of the world, the the trash humpers <laughs> yeah. of the world, oh, yeah. they all stand in the shadow of Pink Flamingos well, because that was the first one to go. Fuck the audience. Oh, and also speaks <laughs> <laughs> to the strengths of independent filmmaking as well. Absolutely. And also regional as well. Because, yes. I mean, if you, you, talk, you, you think John Waters, you think pencil thin mustache. Yes. But then you also think Baltimore. Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of those things. And I'm hoping. The town John Waters bill. <laughs> it's a creepy one. <laughs> so, and I'm hoping maybe, you know, in the Kansas City area, they think, you know, Jill Gavargazian, Patrick Rea, Todd Sheets, you know, maybe eventually Hannah Smith when we get her in the going, you know, again, all the, you know, the folks that are out there. So from Nightbreed for Zach, uh, Wes, what is one of your favorite slasher films? Uh, my, the pinnacle for me of not just slasher movies, but film in general is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. Oh, it's classic for a reason, yeah, man. Yeah, no, right. it's it's exactly. Like there's no uh you can call it, you can call it one of the greatest horror films ever made. You can just call it one of the best films ever made. It, yeah. Because it elicited emotions. Yeah. And caused upheaval in the audience because it sold you a bill of goods that you didn't even see. No. You convinced yourself because it made you so manic. Mm-hmm. To think like, oh, there's so much blood and gore. No, there's no shit. There's no one. There's right. nothing. Yeah. There's nope. nothing. There's very minimal blood in that film. I think the bloodiest part of the movie is when he cuts his hand. There's the hand. The, and then Franklin initially. Franklin, there's a few. Huh, and they upticked that. Did they? On the Blu-ray. Uh, um, and uh, the, it's more vibrant if okay, you watch. that's fair. And then the scene where they cut her finger for Grandpa to... Yeah. To drink which you get like what a fucking Go get grandpa and then the final uh look what your brother did to the door <laughs> uh, i i've said that to my children <laughs> and like you call your son bubba i call it we call him bubba that's oh, his, wait till know. he gets a girlfriend <laughs> exactly bubba got a girlfriend <laughs> but like i've said to my my daughter look what your brother did to the door and do it in the voice and she's just like all right. Like what? <laughs> What's your relationship with the rest of the franchise? Uh, well, <laughs> I I have an appreciation because yeah. franchises are a real slippery slope. Yeah. It's a real. It gets into real dangerous territory because no franchise has survived be turning into a cartoon of itself. None of yeah. them have survived yeah. it. None of them ever will unless you burn all of the ground before you and rebuild. Mm-hmm. So. In that sense, like there's parts of it I appreciate. I appreciate Texas Chainsaw Massacre too because th- it's a black comedy. Toby Hooper <laughs> yeah. was making yeah. a comedy, totally is, and it's funny. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of silly shit in there. Um, I have a fondness for Leatherface. Mm-hmm. I, for, the third for one, part three. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, is it David Shaw? David Scow? Yeah, that actually wrote that, that one. Wrote one of the that. Splatterpunk guys. Um, and so, like, to use that guy from that world 
that's you know like it's admirable they all have a piece except for the remake with arlie ermy oh, the, yeah. the was it the new line one yeah it's just dog shit like there was so much like gratuitous stuff in there that's like you didn't like you're not trying to capture what came before it and then when you get to texas chainsaw it was the most heartfelt fan film that a studio ever released the, the 3d <laughs> one yes. yeah it's a, it's a really hard fought for fan film yeah. it's not it's a studio shouldn't have released that movie. well and it's and listen i any i think stephen king said like the worst horror film i've ever seen what do your thing, cuz. Oh, sorry. You're sorry. Good. I thought that everything died there. No. He said something like, the worst horror film I've ever seen is the best one I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and it's just, you know, and so I always had a weird relationship with a lot of those films. Sure. And sure. I appreciate what a lot of them are going for. Appreciating but, and, yeah. yeah. Well, I think with the Texas Chainsaw franchise is it's one, it has the most uh, A-list stars out of any. You had Dennis Hooper, you yeah. had uh, Viggo Mortensen, you had yep. uh, Renee Zellweger, and, and Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Um, Again, just just up so, your eyeballs and pussy, guys. Yeah. You should be up to with this <laughs> dog will hunt. <laughs> dog. There you go. But let me throw my uh, Sonny Bono wig on and forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> but like, I see, I have an affinity for like Leatherface Part 3 because yeah. uh, like that's what birthed like the gay Bartolos. Oh. Yeah. of our yes. world like yeah. with if if you want to fall down that rabbit hole of like uh, you know skin deep and, and yeah. like all those weird you know movies like when you're watching you know uh, uh 2000 maniacs like oh hey what what else is robert england yeah. up to yeah. nowadays <laughs> uh, what the fuck yeah and and like he's colonel sanders <laughs> right <laughs> freddy's <laughs> country kitchen is the inspiration for bob's burgers like what's Lindor doing in this movie i declare uh, uh, but like, <laughs> and there's Lynn Shane just running around. Hey, uh, hey, what's up? I'm Lynn Shane. <laughs> Remember my weird old booze <laughs> in, the, in the, that movie? Oh, yeah, you guys yeah. Why does no one cast her as Pamela Voorhees? I don't know. I don't She'd know. She'd be a perfect she's, Pamela she is, Voorhees. She's Mrs. Voorhees. Kill him, Jason. <laughs> you know, just like because it would be like a weird. She's like, got the something about Mary tits on for some reason. Like, oh Pamela Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the thing. You got a callback. <laughs> right, you gotta wear the weird sweater, that weird like the flower in her hair that she can't get out. That's the way to freak Jason uh, out. <laughs> oh god! But wow. yeah, I, with the chainsaw, like that, the franchise it goes in weird places that I think comic booky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, pulpy. It, it, they bring in the Illuminati at one point yes. in the franchise, <laughs> and you're like, holy mm-hmm. shit! You know, something that started as a real film, something that is in oh, it's in the um, the um, National Registry. National, yeah. yeah. To that, you're like, wow, how did we come so far? And how if did- you if we get back to just that, when you really come down to like the foundation of all of those weird directions it went is a horrific movie. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It is so it's it's provocative, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's very like it, it's aggressively grabbing you by your shirt, going, Is this real or not? Yeah. What it, do you think? It, I this still is? remember that was one of the things about horror of of, of why my yeah. folks were overprotective. Like, no, you can't watch the Texas Chainsaw. The reputation yeah. that, that 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 really happened. That, <laughs> did it really happen, Ma? No, no. Like you should, you don't deserve the internet. Then you don't deserve it. Now. <laughs> D- Dan Dan from Night Court is telling me that it really right. happened. Yeah. Yeah. It must be yeah. true. He's it talking about true. the annals of history. What right? Like the, what movie did I rent? The, is this Faces of Death? <laughs> and then when you open on that shot of oh, the the, uh, the, the grave, grave sculpture, scene that oh, 
Yeah, the whole uh huh. And, and the weird like that weird like Captain Beefheart shit that's going on for music, where it's just like <laughs> sounds like someone's <laughs> clinking yeah. old gas cans together. Like it's so yeah. fucking weird and jarring. Yeah. And some of the dialogue is so uh, like we were talking about Franklin earlier, uh, and how Franklin is two things. Franklin is like. Like it's it's a ballsy move to go with to to have one of your protagonist be somebody that's you know paraplegic. Yeah. The other it's element that we were discussing them. was he's so they made him so clunky and grating like grating and, and yeah. disjointed. Where you're like, oh, shut up! Like and it's a really clunky character. It's really stilted. Like that shot where he's doing the <laughs> it's yeah. too long and it makes you like ugh, fucking cut away from him right now and it's so but it's deliberate yeah. but like, because you, then you want him to die and then you're just like then you I'm, feel I'm bad that you want him to die you're like god damn people. it i'm as bad as his family yep and this scene when he is when when he's hitting her when he's got the bag and he's just clubbing her with the broom it's the oh, most like it we yeah we talked such specific. a mm-hmm. fucking uncomfortable feeling to watch that happen and he's like taking such perverse yeah. little pleasure in it at the same she's time she's not come down from this like and then this fucking old guy he's beating with her like a... teeth is clubbing her with a broom handle and trying to throw yeah. a bag over her head it's like, what? <laughs> it's pure nightmare fuel and the original definitely deserves the reputation i think oh yeah yeah but it just it's also just one of the you know that dolly shot that has just been recreated they, mm-hmm. they try to recreate it i think everybody in every film. tries yeah, but i don't think that'll be touched it's nope. just one of those things that is just pure poetry i it's think beautiful. Part, part of it is is how heartbreaking it is we're discussing how you know this is based on on the american dream if you show up to work every day for the next you know 30 mm-hmm. years you'll get your pension you'll be set for life you can enjoy retirement live that dream buy that house mm-hmm. you know and but nope you gotta wind be- up killing people and turning yep. them into chili little guy always getting in the ass That's, yeah mm-hmm. yeah and if you if you look at two um the fact that like what makes it so scary but also sad for those kids in that van is the fact that the trip could have gone in any other direction. Say they'd broken down 50 miles from home and just said, ah, fuck it. Any other circumstance and they wouldn't be dead. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and you can roll with that when you look at Sally at the end and the, like the total emotional like like eruption that's happening in the back of that pickup truck. Yeah. She would have to then spend the rest of her life, oh. and if you if you play that out in your head like I have a thousand fucking times, mm-hmm. that she has spent the rest of her life going any other decision we could have made, and none of those people would be dead. Oh, survivor's guilt is a yes. mama drama. Yes. yeah, that's it's a horrific, yeah. horrific thing. Could have been worse. Like could have been Little Miss Sunshine. Could have. <laughs> <laughs> and le- <laughs> just coming out dancing. Leather Leatherface is one of the true icons of terrifying monsters in a horror movie. They shouldn't have picked up the hitchhiker, though. Oh, yeah. That's nope. Rule one. Rule yep. one. Don't pick up hitchhikers. Yep. You know, it's, if, if there's anything that, you know, horror films have taught us how to live life, you yeah. know? Stay out of the woods. Stay out of the water. Don't mm-hmm. pick up hitchhikers. Uh, don't try to, you know, do a shooting star press from the, you know, the top rope if you haven't done it a few times. Don't don't uh, don't gather up with your neighbors and kill the town pervert because it'll haunt your dreams. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. and it's I guess technically Zach and Wes, the the, the journey you've had from uh, Grizzly 
to Curse of the Werewolf, to Nightbreed, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's brought about films. We're talking about Powerbomb. Um, what are your plans for the future here? What What is life after Powerbomb? Uh, Powerbomb will be uh, available this year. Perfect. Um, on all your major streaming platforms. Um, and, you know, we'll do some more events around it. Uh, we've got, we're a part of the December anthology that will be released mm-hmm. uh, probably around the holidays. Sounds dope. Uh, and uh, we have a, another film uh, that um, that uh, was written, directed by B.J. Colangelo, the other part of yep. Sickening Pictures, who unfortunately couldn't be here this weekend, um, called Labrys. That's done. That she'll be prep- yeah. presumably prepping right now for. Nice. Yeah, she's uh, she started festivals. submitting into festivals and, and things like nice. that. So we're looking to uh, hopefully have a premiere for that. And then the plane ride here and the next two days are us pitching ideas back and forth to each other which will eventually be the next thing that we turn into a weird fucking like take a normal idea and make it our weird little ohio uncomfortable yeah. bleakness we'll see who we can convince this time yes. our power bomb was a weird thing all the yeses we kept getting was like you and know, you have to go with it yeah. jill like, jill knows yeah. if they once they start saying yes you don't have a choice you have to like yeah. we're gonna make this thing like yeah. we got matt cross from yes. lucha underground and and you know Britt baker who's a aew starlet and dick justice and greg iron and these people Ricky that are, Page, are you know. staples in independent wrestling that's super that's just that's said right. yes that is well i mean that's also the thing number one a sincere congratulations Thank for you. making the <laughs> film for creating <laughs> because that's what that's what I unfortunately just with how as horrible the internet is just people hating all the time that's the one thing I just don't understand people they don't they don't know what it goes into making yeah. a film yeah. like any film getting made is a miracle in and yeah. of itself it's you, not to say they're all good and no, that's right. not but you can like what you like and not like what you like but you don't have to talk shit exactly. you know all the time so yeah exactly because when we you know when we made this movie. I, like to be honest with you, like I, when I came with that story to Zach and BJ's because I knew I didn't have the discipline to write the script. I could write the story, I could help beat it out, I could help develop the characters. I wasn't going to write that script. Yeah. And they, I knew they would. And this is where our collaboration as as a team has always come together because on the backside of the script, it became well, who who can play Paul and really convey that that emotion that we're trying to convey and they kind of did that slow turn look at yeah. at, at me yeah i was and like all right hamlet let's, let's, let's do it let's, <laughs> do it. let's get hamlet so it was uh it for me it became a, a thing of okay well then i'm gonna get out from behind the producer side and and uh go in front of the camera again and i it's not like i haven't done you know i've done plenty of acting but it was uh, oh this is this is in a, on a different scale this is a different there's a different feel to this than yeah. than anything else we've ever done and we knew when we were making it like this is fucking nuts that we're making this right yeah like this is we're doing this we're like four days into this this is crazy right and then after it's done you're still like we do we we shot all of that we shot the whole fucking yeah. script and now mm-hmm. it's like being made into what we shot and wore those weird outfits and <laughs> did weird shit, you know, mm-hmm. like it's when, when it, you, it'd be, it's surreal up until the, after, even after you see it, yeah. I still feel, watch it and go, oh, that's, yeah. 
Well, you know, we fucking I, made this. I will say this. I'm anxious to see it. Number one, you're going to have a wonderful crowd at Slaughter, people that truly appreciate films we like We had this. a wonderful crowd because we're in the future. <laughs> in the future. They uh, were, they of were, course. They were very we're, attractive. We had, a, we had a wonderful crowd. In the year 2000. <laughs> in the year 2000. <laughs> Damn it. Does the masturbating bear come out now? <laughs> Already here. And the grizzly flashbacks Already start. Already here, right? <laughs> so so That's again, why I hate that movie. Thank you again. Thank you so much for taking the time. Sincerely yeah, thank to come you for here. having and us. I, oh, yeah. no worries, man. This has been a blast. And so at this point, open invite whenever you have anything to promote. If you're not in town, we can go through Skype. Uh, you know, any Great. any above, you know, carrier pigeons. It does not matter. It, it's um, already the future. We've come back. We're now exactly talking about the movie we made with Jill. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have that. We will have that happening. Um, so again, where can I listen? If this week goes right, yeah. If it goes right, <laughs> well, no, when it does go right, because again, right. it'll They're happen. Right. So again, where can our listeners find you out on the social media? Uh, we, we can. Uh, well, we've got at Sickening Picks is our Twitter. Yeah. Uh, at Sickening Pictures is our Instagram. Uh, my Twitter. Uh, Zach, what are your, what's yours? Mine so is people uh, follow at us. Zach for Zombies. Z-A-C-H-F-O-R-Z-O-M-B-I-E-S. You can follow BJ Colangelo. She's at yes. BJ Colangelo. C-O-L-A-N-G-E-L-O. Uh, and for me on Twitter, it's at Wes Bloodsprayer. And on Instagram, it is uh, Wes is Bloodsprayer. So... <laughs> Uh, obviously, <laughs> due to uh, my former uh, my former adventure, that uh, I'm not gonna fucking change it now. The podcast is in the future. <laughs> Wes is living in the past. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the future, uh, next week here as we continue our summer of series, we are going to be providing a commentary track for uh, 2018's Into the Mouth of March Madness winner. John Carpenter's Halloween. So until that time, this is Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams.